You're listening to the Sioux Falls Startup Stories Podcast. Well, good morning. Here we are with our sixth episode of the Sioux Falls Startup Stories Podcast. There's only eight seasons or eight episodes in each season, so I'm working through these as best as I can. The holiday season really came up on us. And Black Friday is literally just right around the corner. But today's episode, we aren't talking to a traditional retailer or a tech owner or a startup founder. But if you're in the business or the entrepreneurship world in any sort of fashion, you've most certainly had some interactions with her business. She writes about all things business related in our community, in our state. She creates video content. She has the line on all of the breaking business news. So who could I possibly be talking about? My name is Jody Schwan, and I'm the owner of Sufalls.business. Yes, the Jody Schwan, the author, the founder, the creator of Sufalls.business. Sufalls.business is the website that gives us all the update on comings and comings and goings of businesses in the area, the news content on new developments from property and real estate developers, and everything in between. It never occurred to me, though, until I sat down with Jody, that I would be interviewing the interviewer. So I was a little bit nervous, which got me wondering, how does someone get into the interviewing world and the journalist world? I'm originally from a town in Ohio called Westlake. It's a suburb of Cleveland. So I grew up there, knew nothing about Sioux Falls growing up. I, but I knew I wanted to be a journalist, so I decided when I was 15 that journalism was the career for me, and that led me to Northwestern University in Chicago, and Northwestern had a relationship at that time with Kello TV in Sioux Falls, so part of the program in journalism was that you had to go spend three months really immersed in a newsroom, and I actually got to choose or at least ask for where I would like to go. And it came down to Sioux Falls and Lexington, Kentucky. And I had this side-by-side chart, really, of the pros and cons of both. And the more I looked into specifically Kello, the more I really felt like that was a station with a tremendous opportunity for me to learn from people who had been in the business a long time, a very highly regarded, uh, high-performing station, even nationwide. And so even though I didn't know anyone in Sioux Falls, I said, I want to go to Sioux Falls. And I got my first choice, and I came and spent three months at Kello, and I had a phenomenal experience. They really immersed me in the newsroom. I say that I had probably the mother of all college internship experiences. Uh, I got to do some really amazing things uh, for someone who was still in school. Well, I honestly don't know much of anything about Kentucky, but we sure are glad that Jody landed in Sioux Falls and has decided to stay. But I can immediately tell that she is a researcher. I mean, she created a chart with columns and and pros and cons for her to see where she wanted to take her internship. Now, this might seem like common practice for some of us who run businesses or have to make important decisions where we have to weigh the pros and the cons, but it's not really all that common to see in a young college student deciding where they want to take their internship at. And I really enjoyed the people at Kello, and I came to really like the community of Sioux Falls. So... Uh, My senior year at Northwestern was also my graduate school year. So I spent four years at Northwestern, but I earned my 
uh, undergraduate degree, my bachelor's degree in journalism, as well as my master's. So my senior year was my master's year. And as part of that, I spent some time in Washington, D.C., and I was able to serve as a political reporter, again, for Kello. So I was sending reports from the Capitol back here to Sioux Falls. And when I graduated, fortunately, they had an opening. They offered me a job, and I moved to Sioux Falls. That was in 2002. And I spent four years at Kello. I was a reporter. I did a little bit of everything, but I continued to gravitate toward government reporting. And that opened a door for me at City Hall. So I left in 2006 because I just wanted to try something different. Um, I wanted to stay in Sioux Falls. I really liked the community. I was energized at the time by all of the momentum that I saw, especially downtown. And the chance to be a part of it and to learn a lot of new things was really intriguing. So in 2006, I was appointed chief of staff by Mayor Dave Munson, and it was really a once-in-a-lifetime experience and opportunity for me, one I'm very grateful for. Um, I think if you ever have the chance to be in public service in any capacity, you should take it. The experience and the perspective that it gives you are just so valuable in so many ways. So I had a wonderful experience and a great team at City Hall led by Mayor Munson. Uh, his term was over in 2010. And that meant my political appointment was too. So I had to figure out what to do next. Wow. Her senior year was also her master's graduating year. I mean, talk about hardworking, smart, and ambitious. But with all her accolades and after her stint in public service, she was almost ready to hang up media. She was trying to decide what to do next. And she ended up with a job offer with the Sioux Falls Business Journal, which is owned by the Argus Leader. And I said yes. I really respected the Business Journal. And I had always gravitated toward planning and economic development when I was in city government. So I knew a lot about what was going on in the community. And I was able to turn that into some reporting. That led to a full-time offer. Uh, I decided to take it. And I went back into reporting at the Business Journal, which was owned by the Argus Leader. And that was 2011. And a year later, I became an editor. And I stayed there until 2017 when I launched my business. Well, this progression from an ambitious time in college to working at Kello and eventually at the Business Journal had really set her up to do just that, launch her own reporting and media company. That's not typically the plan for most people to go to college, get an internship, work a couple jobs, and then start their own thing. So is this all part of Jody's 15-year plan from college to entrepreneurship? It was not top of mind for me in college, but I always knew that it was important. And I believe this regardless of your job or your business, it was important to know my industry. So again, as part of graduate school, we had to do not a thesis that wasn't that in-depth, but we had to do some uh, a real deep dive into some topic of interest. And I chose the state of the broadcast news industry. And I really dug into the different factors that were happening that were affecting the industry at that time. And I have continued throughout my media career to pay attention to what is happening in the broader media landscape. And the more I did that, especially in the newspaper business, the more I realized that somebody's got to figure out a different model. Again, here comes Jody, the researcher, who really knows how to find out what's going on around her. And her ability to use the data and the research that she finds to forecast the future is what, well, in my opinion, it makes the best type of reporter and journalist. And as I'm sure we've all seen, the newspaper business is about as cutthroat as it comes. The industry is facing some really hard challenges. And Jody recognized that really early 
And so she knew that something, at least for her, had to change. I thought, well, what does that look like for me? And what might I really like to do uh, with my ability and with the relationships I've built? And actually, my first thought went toward marketing, uh, went toward more specifically content marketing. So content marketing is an evolving, still sort of a newer approach to marketing. And I, at the time, I didn't really feel like anyone in Sioux Falls owned that space. There are organizations that certainly do a great job of it internally. There are firms where it's a function of what they do. It might be one of many services that they try to offer. But nobody really came to mind when I thought, who specializes in content marketing? And as a journalist, and more specifically someone who enjoys the storytelling aspect of journalism, I felt that I was uniquely positioned to add something of value in that space. So originally, I was just going to transition out of the media industry again. I had done it once from television into government. I was going to do it again, and I was going to go from media into marketing. And I had a, a number of businesses that had expressed interest in working with me. And in retrospect, I probably could have done that, and it would have been just fine, and I would have worked a lot less, I think, at least from the start. Uh, but the more I thought through the model, the more I realized that there were limitations to it. And if I'm going to work for a client, I don't want to just create strategic quality content for that client. I want to make sure that it gets seen. I want to make sure that if I write something, it gets read. If I help produce a video, that it gets watched. And when I talk about limiting factors, you're limited as a business by your tools. So if I were to create content, we might put it on a business's website. We might put it on social media. We might email it out to their email list. And these are all good things and things that we do with our clients, but they're limiting. They're limited by whoever is coming to the website or following social media or whoever we pay those tech giants, I will not name, to go out and reach. So I thought, well, how do we reach people? Media is good at that. Uh, we can create a product that reaches people and that builds an audience. I was used to doing that. So when I realized that was probably the preferred alternative, it became clear that not only do I need to start a marketing company, but I need to try to start some kind of media platform. So it was only natural to go with what I knew, business. And then I thought, okay, well, we'll, we'll do a daily business news website and that will give my clients that audience. So we'll be able to share those pieces that we're doing for clients with this audience that I'm going to build through news content. When I did that, it also allowed me to tap a second revenue stream, which was businesses that didn't need me to go create that content because they had teams in-house or they were already working with people to do that, but they realized that they needed to reach that audience and more specifically, that professional audience that we were going to go out and build. So that's essentially the model. Well, from the outside looking in, without ever really trying to understand or analyze the business model of Sioux Falls Business, I honestly had no idea how she made money. So this explanation to me is really fascinating on so many levels. Most importantly, it's a good business model because of how dynamic it is. In today's market, having a business with a curated audience and multiple revenue streams is absolutely critical to success. But it's still not an easy thing to make that final decision to get into business for yourself. There's typically a lot of factors, external factors at play that lead to this type of decision. Mid to late 2016, uh, I remember my publisher at the time, who was a terrific leader, we'd always do annual reviews and it would come to that classic annual review question, where do you see yourself in five years? I'm so bad at that question. And for me, uh, professionally, 
throughout my career, I wasn't a ladder climber. I wasn't someone who had a certain salary in mind that I wanted to reach by a certain time or a certain title that I wanted to achieve or a place I wanted to work. I just wasn't wired like that. So my answer was always the same. And it was always, I want to keep improving upon what I do. I want to keep innovating and I want to keep building my relationships. I really feel like if you can do those things, they're going to take you to those places that others might aspire to by title or responsibility or salary or whatever it might be. So that was my answer. Um, and I, we were having this conversation and I remember that he said to me, well, you know, you need to think bigger and I think you have a lot of potential and you could have my job one day, which was a great compliment. He was the site leader in Sioux Falls. And I remember it was a really difficult response, but I remember it having to say, respectfully, I can't say that your job is going to exist by the time it would be my turn to have it. And literally months later, that position was eliminated. And a year after that, all site leadership positions, all publisher, company president type positions were eliminated within that organization. So I think, you know, it just showed that if I was going to be in that position of true decision making, of really being able to craft a product uh, without being told by somebody in another state way, way higher up, uh, what to do that I was going to have to figure out something myself. Well, before anyone makes the final decision to leave their full-time job and embark on building a business, they have to go through a bit of risk analysis. Now, some people like Adam Huber, who I interviewed on season one, is one of the most risk tolerant people I've ever met. And then there's others like me who, who I take risks, but I'm scared near to paralyzation of every move along the way. And then there is Jody. I'd put her squarely in the middle. She understands the risks, and she weighs the pros and the cons of each valuation of her decision, and then she simply moves forward. Honestly, it felt like a bigger risk to stay where I was. It truly did. What made sense was to try to figure out something else, and I wasn't scared by it. I knew that uh, I had the relationships out there. I knew that I had something of value to offer the community. And I was extremely fortunate because as soon as I started having conversations with people, they began validating that for me and they began encouraging me to do it. And they said they would support me. So I got a lot of, of early encouragement and support. And that just definitely helped bolster me and, and reassure me that this was gonna work out okay. Hey guys, it's been a minute between podcast episodes, I know, but there is some big news to share that has happened recently. If you haven't heard, our sponsor, Startup Sioux Falls, has officially merged with the Zeal Center for Entrepreneurship. The Zeal Center for Entrepreneurship is a collaborative network that acts as a hub for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial resources. Startup Sioux Falls is a community organization that connects small business owners and founders with the Sioux Falls startup ecosystem. It makes sense that these two fantastic organizations would merge together to be a singular resource for everything business and entrepreneurship related. You can find out all the details on the website, SiouxFalls.eco. That's SiouxFalls.eco on their website under the news tab. I'll make sure to post the link to the show notes for the news article with more information. All right, let's get back to the podcast with Jody. Jody talked about validation. This is something that so many beginner entrepreneurs and even some seasoned entrepreneurs miss when planning their business. 
Go find people who want your product. Make sure that you have buyers and financial support before you go build something. It's almost like Jody had this entrepreneurial startup checklist before building and starting her business. Most of us learn these really valuable lessons through mistakes and trial and error, but Jody just had smooth sailing all throughout her startup. Well, maybe not exactly everything was smooth sailing. I tried to tell myself, you're only ever going to have one first day in business. And even though it's stressful, try to just remember that moment and you know, enjoy it if you can, because we might launch new products and hopefully we will and new offshoots, but you're only going to have one first day as a business owner. And it was really fun to see the community get behind it. Now, the other element of this, of course, nothing can go completely smoothly, um, but my website crashed the first day. I don't know if you remember that. Um, and it was, all of this was done very quickly. I mean, the media portion especially was done very quickly. Um, because as soon as I realized, I was still working up until uh, shortly before, I very shortly before I launched the site. So I had to do a lot of things fast. I barely slept for those 10 days or whatever it was in between um, when I was done and when I started again. I had a lot of advertising type of things to round up and had to get a website built. And it was a work in progress. And I don't know, don't ask me to explain the technicalities behind exactly what happened to my website, okay? It was something with the capacity of my hosting. Enough said, right? Uh, the good news is everyone thought that it was so popular that it just couldn't handle the traffic and it just kept crashing. Technically, I don't think that was really the case, but we can go with it. We got it fixed quickly. That's probably the most important thing. By about day three, we were up and running like normal. Well, it wouldn't be a true startup launch if everything went according to plan, right? And looking back, we can all laugh about this story. But in those moments, I can attest, it sucks. It's hard. It just needs to work. But this blunder that some people like me might view in our own business as a colossal blunder, it never really phased Jody. She just rolls with it and she moves on and continues to build her business. I suppose. I didn't know what to expect. I'm a very data-driven person when it comes to measuring our success. I think that well, we need to, if we're not reaching people, we're not really doing our jobs. So I had always, even uh, before when I was in the newspaper business, been very keyed into the analytics behind things than I am today. And so I didn't know what to expect for traffic. And it has just grown steadily to a point where it's exceeding uh, what I did with uh, the business journal when I was there. And it's been really, really fun to see people tell one another about it because we haven't done much marketing around it at all. A lot of it has been organic growth. Jody, with all of her data and analytics tracking and things, I mean, she really knows how to use numbers and data to make decisions moving forward. But she, when she was just starting out, she didn't have numbers to go with, not with her unique model and certainly not for anything like this in Sioux Falls. So did she have any doubts as to whether this would work? I mean, even a little bit of doubt? I was pretty comfortable because I structured the advertising agreements as annual contracts. So I knew I had a year to figure this out. And again, I just, I cannot thank those initial clients enough who believed in me enough to commit for a year to something that barely existed at the time. But uh, they thought the community needed it. They thought that I could make it happen. And uh, together it definitely has. So that helped calm my doubts down quite a bit. This gets back to the valid validation and the value of pre-selling your services. 
And what a smart move on Jody's part to set up annual contracts. It gave her some breathing room to get on her feet and still pay the bills. But selling those first contracts can be daunting. The product doesn't exist yet, but Jody had built a career on relationships and her early adopters really trusted and believed in her. And she had no problem selling her product before she even launched. So some might say that her product was priced a little too low from the start. I didn't even know how to price it because it's new. So I, I did my best. I, I start with started with I started with what I knew some traditional advertising cost, and then I tried to layer in more value on top of that. Who knows? I still struggle with what's the right price for it. But I think the key is to not undersell the value, even though I probably do a bit, um, but also to make it accessible enough that you know, we're not uh, excluding a vast number of potential advertisers. And we only take on so many advertisers because the nature of the product is that I want to have more news on the site than paid pieces. So for every paid piece I take on, I have to commit to bolstering the news that much more. So we are, I keep saying we're essentially maxed out. The good news for us is that the advertisers have really bought into the idea that your paid pieces have to offer value too. They have to be informative and engaging or people won't read them anyway. So if you go down that road, then they do become additive to the whole product and it helps a lot. Success often comes through as benchmarks. Once I reach point A, I'll have a benchmark of success and then I'll get to benchmark B and so on and so forth. And with Jody, it's not that much different but she's always looking for what's next and where the future can take her business. I guess, from, first of all, from a very basic level to know that financially it was going to work enough that I wasn't going to have to significantly change my lifestyle, that it wouldn't be that different from when I had that regular paycheck coming in from uh, my former job. So that luckily came through very quickly for me. So that was sort of my immediate benchmark, I guess, uh, that I wasn't having to worry about where my next meal was coming from or how I was going to pay my bills. And then from there, it was, could I hit my target as far as advertisers went? And I, I knew how many I thought I could max out on. Hit that really quickly. Then I had a list of prospects that I thought would make sense on the site someday. And what's been interesting on the client side is I really do very little outreach myself. Most of our new advertisers have approached me and many of the ones who have approached me and subsequently have uh, come in as partners on the site were some of those more stretch ones that I had put out initially in my mind uh, just on paper when I started the business. And then from there, it's just about audience growth. And I set some goals within the first year for where I wanted to see our average daily traffic hit. And I've steadily in my mind raised that. Um, one thing I pay attention to is how long people spend on stories. And we have very good reader engagement on those. Uh, the best I've seen, honestly, anywhere, uh, at least locally. So people spend a long time reading our stories. Our engagement on social media is really robust. So that's another marker of, of some kind of success that people like and share our content. They talk about our content, but in a positive way. You know, a lot, sometimes new sites degenerate to a lot of bickering. And I think it's just the nature of what we do that we really don't. Our audience is engaged in a positive way. And then going forward, it is about just growing that audience steadily, um, continuing to make sure that our advertising partners are seeing results, looking at new ways that we can potentially monetize the site. And then probably down the road, looking at some new products because ultimately, my business, although I didn't talk about this, is actually called Align Content Studio. 
So that's the core business is Align Content Studio. And that's the platform where we actually offer those content marketing services to businesses. So we do content marketing that never ends up on our website because it doesn't make sense for one reason or another that we're just doing that for businesses, more behind the scenes type of content. And then it is a media brand. So Sioux Falls Business is one media product, but I see us branching out into other media products to reach different audiences going forward. Well, Jody has built a circular selling and revenue model, which is truly amazing. It's not an easy thing to do. The ability to use her skills and her resources and her built-in audience now to add new products and offer new services that aren't even directly aligned with Sioux Falls Tap business. It's just critical for her to meet new metrics and set new revenue streams and goals. And Jody has done an exceptional job at getting these services out there in I mean, really a relatively short amount of time. Her business is barely even, not even three years old, which makes me wonder if she ever struggles with imposter syndrome, this idea that maybe she's not the best person in Sioux Falls to offer these services. I really try to be confident, but be humble. And I think that that serves me well. So I'm willing to try things. Uh, I, I don't undersell my own ability but I know there's always somebody out there better. And, and any given day, we're in a competitive business too. On any given day, somebody could beat us. And so I, I never take anything for granted. I'm grateful for all the opportunities that have come to me. I'm extremely grateful for the loyalty of our audience and of our clients. Um, and I just don't take any of it for granted. But I also realize that we've gotten there with a lot of hard work and with ability too. So, you know, it takes both. Um, and I just try to maintain that balance. I think Jody has done a fantastic job at becoming a reputable, remembered source for news. And now knowing her story about her love and her passion for journalism just really adds to that. I can't think of anyone better to be doing what she's doing right now, but she also can't do it alone. And hiring people to help in your business, especially when you're new and you're young and you have a lot of moving pieces, it can be a really big deal. That was huge. This idea that all of a sudden you're responsible for someone else's job. And I just couldn't have found a better first employee. Uh, Rosemary McCoy and I had worked together at the Sioux Falls Business Journal for years. We understood each other very well. Our strengths complement each other. She was willing to uh, do this with me. She had actually been let go in one of many rounds of staff reductions. It was probably uh, my final straw actually that forced me to realize I have got to figure something else out because I lost her and she was my one person who helped me at the Business Journal. I lost her and our publisher the same day in the same layoff and the future just looked really bleak to me. And uh, fortunately, she uh, hung in there until I was able to figure something out, and uh, it ended up working out that she could come in uh, full time in May. So it was great, and uh, you know, it is motivating too. I think to realize that I'm not just working hard for me; I'm working hard because other people uh, have bought into this, and they've decided to make this their job too. And she's an incredibly hard worker, and has just been with me every step of the way too. So. That worked out very well. Uh, the rest of the staffing is uh, independent contractor. So we have freelance writers who help us out uh, as well as on the photo and video and graphic design side, a terrific team. Uh, we had two interns this past summer who were a wonderful addition and 
at some point uh, we will be doing some hiring. It's just a, a question of trying to find the right person. Well, Sioux Falls Debt Business has become a named source in Sioux Falls for business-related news. Jody has built a fantastic business model that supports her and employees and contractors. And more importantly, it serves our community with really great, valuable content. And from someone who has walked the career path of someone else's business and doing the job and then entering into making her own path and a true name for herself, I asked Jody her advice for anyone looking to start something new. I would say be prepared to work a lot, first of all. Uh, if it's working, you're going to have a lot of demand and you're going to be working a lot. And if it's not working, you're going to have to push even harder and go out and sell that value proposition or refine it so that it does work. So be prepared. Uh, you're going to have long hours. You're not going to have a lot of time away in all likelihood. Uh, and then talk to people you trust. Find that circle of friends, family, colleagues, uh, but just people that you can run your ideas by who will be candid with you and point out blind spots and point out opportunities that you might be missing and be willing to tell you if you're not charging enough. I had someone who did that for me and it made a big difference before I went out and, and started soliciting uh, other advertisers. So make sure that you surround yourself with a lot of support a lot of advice and make sure you listen to it because it's easy to get sold on our, our wonderful big ideas and, and miss those blind spots. And if you do, sometimes there's a lot to be paid for it on the other end. And then I would say if it's in you to give it a try, just do it. Just have the confidence to give it a try. You know, if it doesn't work, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. A lot of people's first attempts at business don't work, but you learn things from it and you meet people through it and you get ideas because of it that can turn into something different that is maybe incredibly successful. So I hope we continue to grow that entrepreneurial ecosystem here in Sioux Falls. It's fun for me to be on the reporting end of that and to be talking to new business owners. I have a unique perspective when I interview them, which is helpful, I think. Uh, and I continue to hear just wonderful concepts and ideas and meet terrific uh, new and emerging business owners. And I know that's going to continue. I absolutely loved this interview with Jody and all of the insights that she shared. I learned so much about her, her story, and I appreciate all that she has done and continues to do for our community. From a personal standpoint, she's written news stories about our business, Juniper Apothecary, the day that my wife and I posted on Facebook with our announcement that we were opening our retail store in the Empire Mall just over a year ago, Jody was the very first person in our inbox. I mean, it was literally 15 minutes after we posted. She sent us a message asking about wanting to do an interview and a story. Since then, she's written a couple of stories about our business and the move that we've made to downtown Sioux Falls. And every time she writes a story, we see a huge boost in sales and in our brand awareness each and every time. So from the bottom of our hearts to you, Jody, thank you for everything. Now, if you have a business tip or if you're interested in any of the great services that Jody uh, offers, you can reach out to her through her website, which if we haven't said it enough is SiouxFalls.business. So you can find that online. I will make sure to post all the links and share all the things Jody and SiouxFalls.business related on our show notes, which you can find on our gracious sponsor's website, SiouxFalls.eco. That is SiouxFalls.eco. 
With that, there is a ton of stuff coming up. We have two more episodes to do, plus a fantastic bonus episode that I cannot wait to share with you guys. I'll wrap this up and we will see you guys next time.